Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. Before we get into the conversation that I had with my new friend Shannon, I want to share with you some exciting news. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I wrote a book called Tangled, A Soul Care Revival Guide. And this book really is a six-week study guide. It helps you look at what's really going on inside your heart. It helps show you how to get below the surface, the symptoms of the things that we end up dealing with and actually going to the root of what's going on and then dealing with those things. And so um, I actually have created an online course. You can do at your own pace. And um, there's videos in this course. There um, is a Facebook group as well as twice a month, there is going to be a Zoom call with me so that we can actually unpack this material together. It's an optional Zoom call, um, but I just wanted to offer something for people who wanted to take my course last spring and just couldn't make it happen based on the time. So for this course, you do it at your own pace, uh, but we still have the option of connecting together. And my hope for you is that if you go through this course, you will experience the same thing that everybody else who has gone through this course has experienced. And that is a sense of freedom, breaking free from some of the lies they have been believing about themselves, being able to walk in the truth, feeling more stronger and equipped in their faith and being able to kind of tackle things as the storms of life come at them. And so that is my hope for you, that um, you would either grab um, a hard copy of the book or you get a digital copy of the book in this course Um, that as you go through it, you really have these aha moments with God where you um, are beginning to differentiate between some of the lies you may have been believing in your life um, or that the enemy has thrown at you and the truth. And so you can find this course. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, You also can check it out on my website or through the link in the bio in my Instagram. I also have slashed the price of this course because I really want as many people as possible to get in there and begin walking freely and lightly in their life. That is my hope for you. And so if that is interesting to you, um, check it out after you listen to this conversation between me and my new friend, Shannon. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm sitting here with my new friend, Shannon Atchison, and she is from the blog, homemadelovely.com as well as many other things and my hope in this episode is that you will find that you can walk away a little bit more inspired to refresh your home which would also help refresh your heart and I know so many of us have been feeling tired and weary and um, you know refreshing our home doesn't fix everything that's going on in the world but it can help this season where we are home so much more, help us feel a little bit more 
at peace and relaxed and um, just able to thrive in this season a little bit more. So Shannon, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit more about who you are and also the book that you've just released. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Um, I am a mom of a three, well, two teenagers and a 20 year old now. Um, we've homeschooled always. So home has been sort of the center of everything for us. I've worked at home for a good 10 years. And so home is very, very important. Um, I think it's the most important place on earth, if that doesn't sound too dramatic. Um, I have written a blog, homemadelovely.com, like you mentioned, for the last 10 years, sharing our DIY projects and decorating ideas and some recipes and just some how to make your home lovelier uh, kind of content. And so the book just sort of came out of that and sort of covers kind of all the things that I've written about how to um, make your home just what you want it to be, um, especially if it's not your dream home or however that's described, you know, to be thankful for the home that you have, to make the changes that you can um, while still being okay with the ones that you can't <laughs> at that point. So yeah, it sort of covers all those things. Well, I love that one of your mottos um, is helping women go from, I don't know where to start to, I absolutely adore my home. And so I think for, yeah, for some of us, we've been at home more than we definitely have um, in, been home more than we have in um, the last season. And so for some of us, we might be feeling a little bit um, either weary in our space or not loving it. So let's just start right there with that thankfulness piece. What does it look like to be thankful for a space we're in, especially if now having been home, we're really aware of the flaws in our home, um, whether it's size, like something we can't control from size or um, clutter, or what, like how can we um, begin to be thankful for our home? Well, I think, um, I really believe that a lot of what you focus on kind of grows. Not that it actually physically grows, although that happens with clutter and dishes and laundry, but what you focus on grows in your mind, what you focus on. Um, I mean, that's why God tells us to renew our minds daily and read the Bible daily, because if you focus on that every day, that's where your mind's going to go. So if you're living in your home and you've been there a lot, like we all have in the last few months, if you're tired of looking at the same spaces, you're going to focus on, you know, the lack of what's there. It's kind of natural to do that after you've been there for a while. And so really it's just kind of reframing how you think about your house and what you focus on in your house, especially if you can't make any changes right now. Right. And so how can we actually practice that? Like where, what can, where can women start if they're like, yeah, but I, I want to be out of this space and I have women in my life in, in my life, um, lives, just one life. Um, as well as myself, like we've been, we've been searching online for a bigger space. And I know you were in the Toronto area, we were in the Vancouver area. These are very, very expensive uh, places to live. And so the fact is for a lot of us, it's just not possible to move to a bigger space. So how can we really practice that? Um, how have you done that in your life? Um, so this is actually our current house is the biggest house we've lived in, but we've lived in um, 
much smaller houses. One of the houses we lived in was like a 950 square foot bungalow. Like when our their kids were a bit smaller then, but still it, that's, that's a small space with no basement and no garage or anything else. And so really we just, I focused on how that worked um, for us, how I could make it work. So when we, we actually redid the kitchen, cause that was a really tiny, really rundown one. And so I just packed as much organization into it as I could and streamlined the things. So instead of like two soup pots, I had one because really I only need one. Um, so, so just making the space work for you the best that you can in terms of, um, decluttering and organization. And then, um, and then really focusing on the things that do work. So for example, for us in that house, there was one big back room that was the living room and dining room. And so that space was great. We focused on loving that space. Whereas the rest of the house was all quite small, like three very small bedrooms, a kitchen and a bathroom and a hallway. Like it was not big. And so we focused on that. Um, we focused on that there was a great yard with it. And so just choosing, really making a list in the book I talk about so sit down and look around and ignore the things that you don't love and try not to see them and really look at the one, the things that are good about it. And truthfully, in some seasons, you may really have a hard time doing that. You, you might be hard pressed to find the things that you love about your house. And so in that case, you really need to focus on the fact that you have a roof over your head and you have a space for your family literally to, to be together and to do things together. Um, when unfortunately lots of people don't. So it, it just depends on where you are, but you really, it's really reframing how you think about it and deliberately um, writing down and keeping it visual, the things that you do like about your home and really appreciate about it, even if you don't love it. Well, I appreciate that, even that idea of writing it down. I know that's a practice a lot of people have in being grateful and being thankful. Mm -hmm. Um, is writing down those things and actually just even bringing them to mind intentionally. Yeah. So um, I know for myself, like when, you know, we were really stuck at home and I was frustrated that our backyard is such a small space. And then I would be like, well, I'm thinking about all the people who are in an apartment who don't have a backyard or is that kind of perspective shift. And even, you know, one of the issues with our home is that we, um, our kids, like two of our girls always share a room which is always a slumber party every single night. Like, okay, guys, stop talking. Um, and, and they're tiny bedrooms. So I've, the clutter, just, again, it's, it's hard to manage with young kids and in a small space. But last night, um, my oldest daughter has been sleeping on the floor in the other girl's room with her bunk beds. And I was like, who needs an extra bedroom when you're all in the same room anyways? But actually, I love that the smaller space has actually cultivated their friendship. Yes. It may not so have happened good. in yeah. a larger space. And so sometimes it's even seeing like, what are those, what are those things we're actually getting out of this moment? And what are the things where we're actually being really challenged creatively? <laughs> yes. Having to say, okay, like our, we have this, um, our back entryway serves as our, it's our laundry room. So it's a very narrow little hallway. It's our laundry room. It's our pantry. It's all of our craft supplies, shoes, bags, but like it is, it, yeah. it is incredibly functional. Like we've figured out how to be so creative. Right. This tiny space. It's forced that kind of muscle to work. Now, one day I dream of having an actual laundry room. That would be amazing. Um, but for now it's like, you know, we can actually look at how to really be creative. 
yeah, you can be so creative in a small space. Um, one of the ways that we did that was using like double duty pieces. So like for me, we had a hutch and like I said, we've always homeschooled. So at that little house, we had a, a like a dining room buffet and hutch. And so on the top part, we put, you know, a few pretty dishes and whatever, but all the drawers in the bottom were all the kids' homeschooled supplies and stuff. And so it still looks pretty, still looks like a dining room, but really it's also the school room. So that stuff was put away. Like, and you can get really creative with how to maximize your storage and things like that. And yeah, that's just focus on what you can do instead of on what you can't have at the moment. Yeah, that you just gave me a little aha moment in my living room. And I think that's part of it is what are the aha moments we can each have in a space? And I've often found sometimes it's just about thinking about that space a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. What are the ways, like you said, okay, this, this doesn't have to be used for this. Exactly. Or even like you said, maybe it's part of that decluttering, getting rid of that extra soup pot. Right. Too many of something. Um, my husband said that recently of blankets. We seem to have acquired a ton of like throw blankets. He's like, maybe we just can say we just have too many of these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can only have as much space or as much stuff as your space will comfortably allow for really. And what tips would you give people in terms of decluttering? Um, yeah, I really, like in the book, I talk about the seven steps of how to do it in any space. And so really you have to, you have to pull everything out and which unfortunately makes things much messier <laughs> in the, in the short term. And I just actually helped my sister do this um, on the long weekend was you pull everything out of a space and you look at it and you say, okay, well, what don't I use anymore? What do I have duplicates of? So like, for whatever reason, people end up with like three vegetable peelers and two can openers and really pick the one that works the best and get rid of the other ones. I mean, somebody else might be looking for that. So, um, so yeah, get rid of duplicates, things that are broken and you're not going to fix, get rid of them. Um, just things you don't use anymore. Cause a lot of times we shove stuff at the back of a cabinet or something and we forget it's there and it's taking up valuable space. So just get rid of it. Things that are broken, throw out things that are recyclable, recycle them. Things that someone else could use, you can either give, donate them somewhere, or if you have the time and the mental energy, you can have a yard sale or something like that. Yeah. So it's really looking at what you use and what you need to use, especially in a small space, and just keeping those things that are most valuable in terms of use, really. Totally. And I think even the um, letting go of that what if sentiment, yes. right? Because we often have the what if this happens? And you know, I've um, recently, my youngest is four. So I've been getting rid of quite a few baby things. And one of the things with baby things getting rid of is that you can have the what if we get right. pregnant and have another child. And the fact is, if that happens, we can get another whatever the baby thing is, right? right. People are right. willing to lend you anything and you can find anything. And so I think it's not worth holding on to so much because of the what ifs in our life and those can actually really um really bog us down and and i would say clutter is probably one of the things that um has been shown to to how basically we don't love our homes in the same way they're not a home of peace when we're sitting in that right place of clutter so you've broken that down in your book yeah yeah clutter causes so much stress and i think a lot of us who especially now 
after this year, some of us are probably like, well, what if I need it? What if things close again? What if whatever, right? But you have to realistically say, okay, well, you know, it depends on what the thing is. Great. It's awesome to have a few extra canned goods and whatever you're comfortable with as far as that goes, but you don't need, like you said, like 50 throw blankets, someone else could use them, right? Like the what if is, it does trip us up a lot because we think, so I'm pretty ruthless on getting rid of things. Admittedly, my husband and my kids, not as much. My husband is very much the, um, what if we need this? What if we need, um, you know, this scrap of wood or this, whatever. And, um, that has been amazing for projects that I want built last minute. I mean, there's great, but when it gets to a place where it's taking over the garage, then we need to go through and say, okay, well, all the what ifs will never use all this in a million years. And so you really do have to let go of, okay, realistically, am I going to be able to find this when I need it again? Probably. Um, and so you don't need to hold on to everything. Yeah, I feel like that um, is such a life-giving process for people. And it is, it's hard because it's not a easy process and it's not a quick or simple process, but um, (laughs) yeah, anytime people can, you know, I think there's a reason that Marie Kondo really took off uh, Mm -hmm. for a while because I think it was giving people hope that they actually could go through this process. And I any of the episodes I saw of hers um, were similar to any other kind of transformational reality TV shows I watch where I'd be like crying because yeah. you would see people's lives being given back to them, mm-hmm. right? Like they would be stuck in this place and they would say, oh, because I've now dealt with these things, mm-hmm. I actually have hope in other areas of my life as well. And so I think that's one reason I want to talk a little bit more about our home and how, you know, we can do a few things to really freshen up the space and whether it's decluttering or adding a few things that can actually give us a little bit of hope in our heart, right? It's not just that we are these robots who go home and and go to bed, but it's actually a place where uh, we can, you know, home is meant to be this place of security and safety and coziness, right? All of those things. And so um, one thing that you have talked about in your book that I think is really unique that probably a lot of people haven't done or haven't thought about is um, really kind of dedicating our home and praying over it. Can you unpack that a little bit? Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, as you know, as a Christian, we know that, or as Christians, we know that, you know, there's, there's the seen and the unseen, there's the spiritual world and there's the physical world. And the same applies in our homes. It's, you need to sort of clear out and dedicate your home to God so that the Holy Spirit's welcome there. So that, you know, that is what the focus of your home is. And so I talk about doing that by doing a house blessing. I talked about that. So I walk through doing one, you know, I say from bottom to top (laughs) because I start in the basement and work the way up for a house blessing. And also Um, writing scripture physically on the walls of your home, using it in artwork, praying through your, praying through, um, your home with scripture. Um, you know, that's one of the best places to meet God is, is some, is often speaking scripture back to him. And so just by doing that, it clears out and anybody with a spiritual gift of discernment can, can tell when something is off and, and, um, be specific about it. And most people, even if they don't have that spiritual gift, can still tell when a space just feels off. And so sometimes 
that's just due to clutter or whatever. But I think a lot of times that just has to do with um, other things in your home that just needs to be cleared out. And so much like we dedicate our lives and our families and our jobs and other things to God, we need to do the same thing for our home just so that it's very clear who it's for. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I really appreciate what you shared about that sense of feeling off. Yeah. And um, I know for my husband and I, we both just growing up, we both had a fear of the basement. Like that was our, um, both of our experiences. We were kids and, and my kids now too, like they don't like being alone right? Um, or if things are dark. Um, but even as adults and in our home that we have now, our basement is fully like furnished. I really went out of my way to make it feel really cheerful and cozy and welcoming for the kids. Yeah. Um, but again, it was that feeling of something felt a little similarly, something felt a little bit off. And it was when we really started praying through our home, um, Mm -hmm. praying scripture out loud, same thing, like really kind of dealing with, it's almost like this decluttering in a spiritual way. Yep. Um, And then it's crazy because I noticed, um, some time passed, people would come and we have two uh, pull-out couches in the basement. So people would come and sleep there. And um, again and again, people kept saying to us, your home is so peaceful. Like, yeah. Your home is, and they would just, again, and I was like, this is so, to the point yeah. where I was like, why do people keep saying this? Is it my decorating skills? <laughs> um, and then we would have babysitters who would come and linger for like an hour after we're home. And you're like, I'm not paying you for this time. But um, I was like, I think it's, again, because of the sense of peace. Like, I think our home really has been prayed through, prayed over. And so um, that, I think, would be a great place for people to start as well. Oh, yeah. Um, And so any other sort of very practical things for people in terms of going ahead and praying? Like you were saying, I know for a lot of people, they have... um, for me, I love going down to Hobby Lobby, which I can't do right now. Because <laughs> yes. Hobby Lobby is a great place that has all these verses. And so I have a few of those up in my house. Uh, but other things people could just do today that's very simple and practical. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things is, you know, we start by getting rid of anything that may have crept in that isn't, you know, necessary. Old movies, old, old books that just aren't, you know, the greatest. Um pray through your house, pray in each room, each closet. Um, one of the steps, the optional steps in the blessing your home is anointing your outer walls and your windows with oil. There's nothing magical about it, but it's just making it a holy space. And, um, yeah, if you're doing construction, I mean, we redid one of our kids room or all of our kids rooms, like years and years and years ago, when actually when we were new Christians and we wrote scripture all over the bedroom walls and then we painted the bedroom walls. So it was, it was there. Um, and then, yeah, artwork, like you said, like all of that just shows who your home belongs to. And is a reminder to you that you're surrounded by God's love and God's grace and peace in your own home too. Yeah. That's so awesome. I was just thinking about how, um, over spring break, I gave my older daughter a refresh of her room and so I painted it with like again everything was closed I couldn't go anywhere but I grabbed this old can of paint from the garage and I had a decal up for when she was a newborn um that is from James just says every good and perfect gift comes down from above 
Right. And I was like, do I peel off this deckle? I love it. And so I kind of started painting over it and I was thinking maybe I'll be able to like repeal it, but I love it's hidden now under the paint. Yeah. I love that you were sharing that it's still there. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a pretty great reminder. (laughs) So I know that everything you just shared there will be really encouraging. We had a similar thing too, where we did actually go through various things that we were like, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe this movie or this book or this thing isn't actually, um, isn't going to be helpful for our home. And so there was yeah. a few things that I just kind of checked out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're just getting to the fall. Mm-hmm. Again, we've kind of been in our homes for a while. What are some very simple, easy ways people can refresh some of their spaces? Um, go-tos are for me, no matter what the season is, well, obviously decluttering, but we've already talked about that. Um, rearranging the furniture is a huge one if you um, are just tired of looking at things the same way, sometimes just swapping the furniture around either within a room or taking something and putting it in another room and bringing something else in. Like if you have accent chairs or whatever, I'm not saying you have to move the whole couch into another space, but you know, just shuffling some of that around just, it's amazing what our eyes sort of glaze over and sort of just get, get tired of seeing, I guess, but just they sort of glaze over and it's the same. And even just moving furniture around gives your eyes some gives your eyes and your mind just something else to see um another easy way is to so you can do that sorry you can do that with like furniture you can do that with rugs and artwork or whatever you can swap them around which is kind of why I also talk about in the decorating section and in my decorating class is you know a whole home color scheme and whole like um the style sort of that goes through your whole house because then you can do that and you can play musical decor and it kind of all will mostly will all go together anyway another way is to use um either free printable art from online or um even like places like etsy and stuff they have some really inexpensive digital downloads you can do and just grab a new frame if you can't if you can't get to the store reframe some use a frame that you've had before order one from amazon whatever and just hang up a new piece of art, put out some new, just things that are just different, but they don't have to be expensive or difficult to give you something new to look at. Yeah. Well, I um, ended up at Ikea probably about a month ago and I bought some pillow covers. I think they were $5. Mm-hmm. And so I grabbed a bunch. I was like, I don't want to have to return anything. Um, and I didn't quite know how they were going to work, but mm-hmm. I asked the lady and she, I think she said that you have up to a year or something to return. Right. Um, so I grabbed a bunch cause I was like, I don't, I don't know for sure what's going to work. But as I began to cover my old pillows with these $5 pillow covers, every yeah. time I walk into that room, I honestly have this little, it sparks joy like yeah, it's it's true. moment where I'm like, Oh, okay. And they're a golden color. So that even though I have been resisting fall <laughs> there, you know, kind of that, that, I don't know what you call this color. It's like this, um, yeah. yeah. It's a golden mustardy color. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so even if I don't end up fully decorating for fall, which I may, I may go, I may do. I was resisting it. Um, <laughs> even if I don't do that, I still have this little splash of something that's kind of, it almost signals like the season is changing. Yes. Especially if yep. you live somewhere where, like I know for some of my friends in Arizona or other places where they're like, Hey, it's still super hot. This year <laughs> yes. doesn't look like it's changing as much. Yes. Yes. That's a nice way to kind of tell your mind, like things are actually changing. Yeah. And you know, like you said, pillow covers, my favorite are pillow covers and, um, 
the IKEA feather inserts because then you can just change them whenever without, you know, usually without spending a lot of money. Pillow covers are really an easy one. Bringing in like a bouquet of flowers in the color of the season, or if you live somewhere, I mean, I live in the suburbs, so, you know, I could hike down the road and find some corn stalks or something, but, you know, grabbing some leaves from a tree if you live like where, where there's trees, or if you have to go to a nursery and grab just some foliage that's, that changes the colors, you know, in your house, just with a little touches like that, it's super easy and pretty cost effective. Like, <laughs> and what would you say for, let's just say the woman like me, who's like, why bother? Like I'm, who cares about decorating? It's cause I have this box in my garage of all my fall stuff and my kids would be thrilled, but sometimes I'll get in that kind of like Eeyore moment of <laughs> does it really matter and right. no one's coming over to see it anyway yes oh my goodness yes <laughs> so why so why would I what would you encourage me in to I would encourage you to think about what the spaces look like after you put that stuff out and how it's made you feel in years past when you've done put in the effort and spent you know an hour or so however long it takes you depending on how big your box is of, of fall stuff <laughs> You know, how does it make you feel after it's done? How does it make your family feel? I know, um, I actually, yeah, our cleaning schedule is off because no one's coming over. So, you know, it's the same. And I was like, why do I want to change for fall? Because no one's coming over. But then I remember how happy it makes me, how happy it makes the kids. Um, you know, just think about how you would feel if you did it versus if you left. It and it just sort of carried on of more of the same since we're tired of the same after being here so long, right? That's a good tip. Um, one of the things I like that you talk about is that when it comes to decorating, thinking about who is the space for, <laughs> and I really appreciate that because I think it is easy to decorate our home for people mm -hmm. who may never come through mm -hmm. the door, right? Like we could decorate our home for what we have seen in magazines or in yeah. Pinterest, the way yeah. it should look without actually decorating the space for the people who live there. So can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, it's really easy. I mean, it was easy enough back in the day before online was such a thing and there were pretty magazines, you know, now it's, it's even easier to fall in the trap of, oh, what does that person have? Oh, their house looks this way. I mean, for us, I love, 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 this is one of the things I talk about in the book. I love white slip covered couches, like love the look of them. Tried it, cannot live with it in my house. I, you know, like I admire my blogger friends who totally can and they make it work. I couldn't do it. I was a ball of stress <laughs> trying to keep that darn slip covered sofa like white. And so, you know, uh, you have to do what, as much as I wanted it to work, it made my family crazy and it made me crazy. And so you have to do what works for you in your house because you're the one that lives there. Your family lives there. They need to feel, if you want them to feel welcome and cozy, which in my humble opinion, I think you should want your family to feel that way. You need to make it actually function that way as well. Yeah. So, you know, for us, that meant changing to a different colored slipcover, which is great because it was Ikea. So that was easy to do. But yeah, like you really need it to be for people who live there. Like if you have someone who is always breaking things and it's accidental, you don't go out and buy like 
a super expensive like crystal something or other and put it right where they're going to knock into it because that's going to frustrate them and make them feel bad and it's going to frustrate you and so choose the things that you guys you as a family like but the ones that are practical and functional for you at your life where the stage of life you're at now too and how would somebody who because obviously like it helps to know what we like and what our decorating Mm -hmm. style is Mm -hmm. how can we go about trying to figure that out (laughs) um I always say I always do say to start with how you want your home to feel because that will sort of speak to the decor style that will work for you um because if you want casual and laid back um you know minimal minimalistic white (laughs) sparkly shiny isn't gonna work right and so you know start with how you want your home to feel and then in the book I have some tips for how to you know places to go to look for your style inspiration and how to sort of hone that down. There's worksheets in there too, to hone that down and notice the similarities between the things that you like so that you can narrow that down. Um, There's about, I think there's 14 styles in the book with like a description of them, some example ideas of um, pieces that go with them and sort of like that. So yeah, there's the overall sort of how to do that in the book. I, I also have a design course that I created that has very specific step-by-step walkthrough worksheets. So yeah, definitely start with how you want your home to feel and then see how that goes in the styles that you like and sort of just narrow it down from there. Yeah, I love that. I think when I think about my own house and um, I know for myself, I've bought things that I love. And I've bought things that I thought were either in style or that I should buy. And those things have definitely not bought, brought me as much joy as the, the things I love, like even the dishes I picked out for our wedding registry. So 14 years ago, I, I loved them, picked them out. And I still today, I'm like, I still love this plate. It's very simple, my simple style. And so, um, however, the things I picked out that, anybody who was with me while I was doing that registry told me I should have Mm -hmm. like those just didn't they didn't fit and so I think sometimes we do have a a bit of a style like things trends will change but we kind of have who we are right some of our things that we love yeah tend to remain the same and what would you say about trends and those things that come and go I'm very opinionated about trends um (laughs) I truthfully, oh, this is funny. As a blogger and a designer, um, I don't deliberate, I deliberately don't follow trends. Um, I will look them up if someone asks me, I'll go and say, oh, what is the trend for this? Um, I know what I like when something comes out and I know what I don't like when something comes out. So my opinion on trends is if you really love something when it's trendy, awesome. Um, but implement that in a really, in, in some, in an economical and small way. So, you know, don't (laughs) redo all your tiles in, you know, a fancy new bright color, if that's what the color of the moment is, because that's very permanent. So you want to change it out in things like slip covers, in small decor pieces, in an accent chair, even in a wall color that you can paint over. Um, because as much work as paint is, it's not really that it's not permanent. Um, so if you love one, do it in ways that you can change because chances are you probably most of us do, we get sick of things. Um, and, or if you ever decide to sell your house, not that you should always keep that in mind, but occasionally keep it in the back of mind. If you ever sell your house 
and you've made something crazy permanent. Like we moved into a house once that had an avocado green bathtub and toilet. I was toilet just thing. thinking avocado green bathtub. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you've seen the ones where there's like, it's all pink tile, like yeah. everywhere. And so yeah. it's so permanent to do that. And if you love it, fine. If you really want to do that, fine. It's your house. Like that's, it'll always come back to you. It's your house. But my advice would be, would be good to go with a, a trend in a smaller thing. And then if that thing goes out of style, but you still love it, keep it because it's your house and nobody should tell you what to have and what not to have. Like I am all about helping you find what your style is and what colors you like and all that. But I'm never going to tell you like, no, you have to have that in your house because it's X, Y, Z, it's trendy right now or whatever. And so it's, it is, it comes down to knowing what you like, what colors and styles you like um, which the book helps to discover <laughs> and then, and then just implementing it in ways that are, aren't too permanent <laughs> or expensive for that matter. Well, and I know I've, I love going to some sort of like, let's just say home sense, some sort of home yeah. decor store. If I have a bit of a budget to decorate some space and I will just go with this idea that I'm going to buy the things I love. So I'm going to go, I'm going to buy things I love. And I know that I'm actually overbuying. I'm buying more yep. than I need. Yep. And then I'm going to take it home, yep. see what actually fits, and then take back what didn't fit. And that actually helps with some of the stress of trying to figure out in the store what goes with what. Because you get it home yep. and you realize, oh, this doesn't actually work. Yep. Um, and also, again, it kind of pushes that creative muscle of, um, yeah, just seeing, okay, what mm. what works in the space? How can I make these things move around a little bit and then I just take things back so yeah. you know I, I know again things have been really weird in COVID so this isn't possible everywhere um but that's a great way to exercise that creative muscle and begin to play and see yeah. how things kind of play out and, and what you can really like yeah I mean there are the, the parts they don't focus on it a lot but when like a designer is doing a house on HGTV or whatever you see them moving things around and this vase was here and then they put it here because it worked better so that's amazing one other way to do because I do that all the time I'll buy extra and then just take it back but with like you said with COVID it's a bit trickier so one other thing that I'll do is um I'll take a picture of the space before I go out yeah on my phone and then so when I'm looking for things I can sort of look at the picture and look at the thing and see because our brains hold on to stuff like the, the image of your room or your space but it's much easier if you're looking at the picture too and you can see it so that might help a little bit in this time I don't know no that is really smart even having like a measuring tape and stuff like that. Yes, you? yes, for sure. Um, one of the things you talk about is um, there's a difference between entertaining and hospitality. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, entertaining is, it's kind of like putting on a show, like you're putting your best, best, best forward, your best dishes, your best recipe, your best self, your best, but hospitality is inviting people into your real life. I mean, not the, you know, you're in your pajamas and your hair's in a messy bun necessarily, depending on who you're having over, but like you're inviting them into your everyday life. So if you're having them over for dinner, you're having them over for dinner. And, you know, yes, sometimes it's really great to love on people by preparing extra nice things or, you know, their favorite food or whatever, but it's not a big show. It's not about, um, so while I say that your house is about you and your family, hospitality is more about loving on the other people that you're inviting in versus showing off. Um, yeah. So there is a definite difference. Well, I love that. I think, again, things are 
a little bit weird and that we can't have people over in the same way. <laughs> yes. um, yes. So in certain areas, in certain bubbles, people can have people over. And so again, um, we had people over to our backyard. We had two people over to our backyard last night, but I still wanted to like clean the bathroom yeah. they came in yeah. and, um, and it was like, you were kind of saying earlier, when people come over, it does give you that little nudge up to clean yes. in a different way. And I, I was like, oh, I missed that um, yes. 20 minutes. Like I missed that sort of um, motivation yes. to clean yes. that I had for a while. Um, and so, you know, if that is something that's possible for people listening, if they can have a friend over for social distance coffee or something, mm -hmm. to use that as motivation to clean or decorate and kind of have that again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, to be able to do a few things that freshen our space that will actually re help, help really refresh our heart and give us that mm -hmm. little bit of hope and joy in the season. Cause there are still things to be thankful for. There are things to find hope and joy in. And sometimes it's just a matter of like what Shannon said, what you focus on grows. So how do we continue to focus on the things that are really, that we want to see grow in our lives? Um, Shannon, is there anything else you would leave people with? Um, any last thoughts? Um, really just, yeah, try to be thankful for the space that you have. Clearing out clutter will make a huge difference. We're all so affected by the space around us. And yeah, just love your home. I know we've been there a lot lately, <laughs> but still know that it's a really good place to be safe and to grow and to learn and, and spend time with your family. I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Where can people find you and where can they find your book? Um, you can find my website is homemadelovely.com and the book you can find either through there or at homemadelovelybook.com as well. I love it. Well, I'm sure people will go check that out and um, I'm trusting this episode has helped people move one step closer to thriving. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to pod podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, if you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com.